All right, this kind of reminds me of Ty Cliff. I gave mine to Jerry this morning. Some of them. Some of them. I told him I wasn't going to need them. We're not going to start wearing them ties. <clears throat> I was thinking we wasn't going to wear them until we start foot washing again. And maybe we'll do it after that. <clears throat> First Timothy. First Timothy six. <clears throat> uh, Brother Russell had put a uh, message. It listed on the uh, internet. And I listened to it, and I encourage you to listen to it. Very good message on there. I, I believe it's a couple of weeks ago. Maybe you posted it, wasn't it, brother? On there, or was that just to me? About Christmas, celebrating oh, yeah, Christmas, right, and right. Uh, nice. yeah. Well, Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I, I would encourage you, if you have got it, to listen to it. It's very good. I appreciate it. It kind of goes along with wearing the ties. That fellow said when they started wearing them, he was going to get a real broad one. <laughs> Wear it. First Timothy six and fourteen. I said that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only propentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, who no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So be it. Then go with me to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. We see Moses in the book of faith. A lot of talk about faith nowadays, but everybody thinks they have it, seem like. And they do to some extent, but most of them, what they have, won't last till the water gets hot. No faith. Uh, one thing I hadn't heard, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, and it must be a preacher's sense. So you hear it, 
and they run as far away from that as they can in their nature of willful sinning. Hebrews 11 chapter and verse 24 and said, and let us consider, let me, let me get in the right place here. Verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he hath respect unto the recompense of reward. For by faith he forsook not the fearing of the wrath of the king. By faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. What I'd like for you to see today is the glory of God. No man has seen him, but his glory is plenty visible. We were talking while ago, I, the, our drive down here this morning is quite enjoyable. Sun shining and the trees are beautiful. All around my house, down the creek bottom below me, I can just stand out there and look and look and look and I see something different every time I look. But what I'm seeing is not just the color of the trees, but I believe it's the glory of the Lord in all of his creation. Glory, glory. What do we glory in? Uh, thought about this this week. A lot of people glory in a lot of things. Uh, mostly earthly things. Uh, my daughter's got a new Maserati. I think that's what they call it. And uh, they glory in that thing. Uh, her and my son-in-law both equally as well, they glory in it. They see a lot of glory in it. And I look at it and I just see another car. Same old thing. Get you from point A to point B. It's all there is to it. But when I look about me, I'm certain I'm seeing the glory of Lord. And that's what we must see. We're not going to see Him in this life. We're not going to see Him. Matter of fact, we are cautioned that uh, even when Moses was in the mount, he said, you didn't see any similitude. So don't go and make you some object to look unto Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth. What we're going to see must see the glory. If you can't glory in Him, you can't really glory in anything. His glory excels 
all other glories. Verse 28, he said, Through faith he kept the Passover then, because he is seeing him who was invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover in the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyeth the firstborn should touch them. So he moved in fear and in faith. And he carried out the commandment, done what the Lord asked him to do, all time looking at the glory that was to come. The glory was coming upon the world. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. That's a pretty good parallel, isn't it? Hmm. They didn't see any glory in that. None whatsoever. They thought they'd follow in the same steps. It didn't work out, did it? Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Verse 5. Said, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts in our hearts, you underscore that, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He was seeing it, but he wasn't seeing it. But he was seeing the glory that was there in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that's the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. So what he is seeing is Jesus Christ face to face, but it was only his glory that was resonating, and he was seeing. Question again, what do we glory in? Is it in the Lord Jesus Christ, or is it in some Maserati, or some other something? It can be anything. They built a golden calf, went out and worshipped it. They didn't see any glory in the Lord, but they saw some glory in this gold calf. We look the same one today. We all got our golden calf at some time we look at. We have to be careful that we put our priorities in the right place. That what we are looking unto is the glory of God. In verse 17 of the same chapter.
I didn't what I want. I don't know where I got off. Let me skip that. Uh, Book of John, 17th chapter. I wrote something down wrong here. <clears throat> 17th chapter, Book of John, and verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them who also which have believed on me through their word, that they all may be one <coughs> as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, and that also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one. They got one thing that they glory in. All common eyesight. All common vision. One thing. Glory in the Lord. I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Some say it can't be perfect. In Christ, we can be perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, thy name, in the name of Jesus. What are you glorying? Would it be in the name of Jesus? wherein thou hast loved me, may it be in them and I in them that we may all glory in the same thing. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What was he glorying in? That the son had come and carried out all the commandments. Can we not all glory together about these certain things? It's all in God and God alone. In the book of Proverbs, in Fourth chapter, book of Proverbs, verse 20. My son, 
attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes. What do you see? What is in the Word? Is not the Word the glory of the Lord? It is Him. It is Him. What do we see in the Word? The glory of the Lord. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them in health to their flesh. The Word. The Word, which is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee that thine eyes look right on. Look. Look unto the glory, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Happen to know this one of Brother Jerry's favorite scripture. Turn not to the right or to the left. Look straight on. Eyes always looking straight on. Never wavering. Always confident that the Lord God has sent His Son to save us from our sins. And that's what we glory in. Glory in His coming. We glory in his next coming. He's going to come and reconcile all things unto himself. It's going to be a good day, isn't it? It's a day to glory in because the Lord has come. This is our God. That's whom we waited for. He's come. That's what we glory in. In the book of Ezekiel, the first chapter, we could read a whole lot here, but we're at verse 26. And above the firmament, was over their heads was the likeness of a throne. <clears throat> As the appearance of a sapphire stone, and upon the likeness of the throne was a likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it. All of this was a vision. He's seeing things in his mind's eye vision of the glory of the Lord. And I saw as a color, as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire. 
round about within and from the appearance of his loins even upward and from the appearance of his loins even downward. And I saw as it were the appearance of fire. Oh, our Lord is consuming fire. It had brightness round about it. You ever wonder why a man couldn't stand before God and live? The brightness of it. The glory of it. It absolutely killed you. If you could grasp, even grasp a little bit of it, it'll kill you. If it don't kill your body, it'll kill your soul. It may not sound right to you. It'll kill your soul, make you hunt for something to live. As the appearance of the bowl, is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. And this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. That's what it do if you see the glory. If you see the glory, it'll cause you to fall upon your face. You can't stand it. Not all at once. The glory, the glory, the glory. What are you glory in? It'll cause you to bow before a righteous God. The glory will. In the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter, verse 1 Isaiah 6 and 1 it said in the year that King Uzziah died I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple by the way what he is seeing here is the glory of the Lord it filled the house full. You know, it got so full they couldn't even move about in there. The glory. That's how thick it was. It had to be in a cloud. I just said if you saw the whole thing, it would kill you. So it must have come in the form of a cloud so it wouldn't be as brilliant as to kill people. Line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's the way it must come.
in his train-filled temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. That's in the study of building of the temple. We see the seraphim in the most holy place, <clears throat> and their wings reach from wall to wall to cover the whole thing. I think the reason for that is the same thing, that the glory was so great that it couldn't be just opened up in an instant. It had to be covered. And he was sitting up on the mercy seat and the seraphim above him. But we're just reading over in the book of Ezekiel, everything moved when the Spirit spoke. It all moved in one accord, never turning back, never turning to the right, never turning to the left, always moving full forward. And six had six with twain, he's covered his face with the wings, and twain he covered his feet. And twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And it was such a noise that the doorpost moved on the temple. It shook everything. He shook the whole earth once. He's going to shake it one more time. Move the doorpost. Shake the whole building. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. And that smoke was the glory of the Lord. It covered the whole thing. What glory. And it shined forth. Talked about the lattice one time before. Lattice on the windows. And it, but it, it was enough still to let the glory of the Lord flow out of the house. You know, the Israelite people in general, they thought they'd build the Lord a house and they'd pin him up there. That'd be his place to stay. But several places in the scripture said that the Lord moved out of his place and moved upon the people. He had to get out of his place. But they couldn't hold him captive in that old stone building. It was a wonderful building. It showed a lot of glory. 
But the second house, he said, is going to be even more glorious than the first. Why is that? Because it's going to shed forth the glory of the Lord also. That house is his church, his people. It's going to show forth his glory. Couldn't stand that glory at once. Then in verse 5, it said, Then said I, Woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphim unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the to- uh, with the tongs from off the altar. And he set it up on my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged by the glory of the Lord. And the seraphim brought the coal, a burning coal, fire from the glory of the Lord. In the book of the Psalms, then, <clears throat> verse chapter 25. Verse 11 says, For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it's great. That's what he saw. What man is it? He that feareth the Lord, him shall that fear, that feareth the Lord. Man that feareth the Lord, him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is is with them that fear him, and he will show, show them his covenant. Mine eyes forever are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet. Alanette, turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of distress. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies for they are many and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul, deliver me. Let me not be ashamed. I put my trust in thee. 
Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all of their trouble. And the question still remains, do you see the glory in it? Do you see the glory in it well enough it caused you to bow before a righteous God and say a prayer such as this as the psalmist has stated here. Lord, save us from all our trouble. So once again, what do we glory in? Do we glory in some old Maserati or we glory in what the Lord has done? He gave us his word. And he was the word. He is the word. And that's what we must glory in, is in him. He didn't desire sacrifice and offering. He desired mercy, and that mercy came with great glory. <laughs>